0: Good morning, good evening, good night, whatever it is, wherever you are, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Weekend Show. It should be no surprise that I am joined, as always, by my insert witty quip here, co-host Garrett. Ken says that as if it's some kind of witty quip he is making on the spot. He in fact forgot to put one in the script. He just put two quotation marks in there. That's good covering, Garrett. Sure. How dare you slut shame me. Okay. I don't think that's what slut-shaming is, but... Well... Okay. It is. You can't just make up word definitions, Ken. It's not the way words work. Words are fluid. They're always changing. That is right? true. People people are very resistant to change in the English language. English language is fluent. Fluent? Fluid and constantly changing, even though I hate lol. And lol should not be in the dictionary, but I suppose it should be. Damn it. Do you know once people send you lol, and it's like a pity lol. just kind of makes you feel a bit dead inside, doesn't it? Well like the conversation ending lol. Or like, it's like you know, make a joke lol, as in like, I'm saying this to acknowledge what you said, but not further engage you. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like a Twitter or Facebook equivalent of liking something. Oh yeah, the old like and leave it. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a noted Twitter strategy. Um, it should be noted that Tanner, who listens to this podcast and is a contributor to our network, uh, well, does this to us. I would, I would say Ken, he used to be a contributor to this network. Oh. He used to be associate producer of Podcast A Day. We don't know what he is in the Podcast A Week era again. We don't know. He hasn't even been on in the Podcast A Week era. He hasn't. He also, he didn't realise Podcast A Day was cancelled until Podcast A Week premiered. Really? That was like two weeks. <laughs> God damn it, Tanner. It's a show you're associate producer of. He doesn't even listen to it. Of course, I didn't even listen to it. Well, I did. I I edited it. So that's technically listening to it. Good. Yeah, good. Good, good job. Yeah. Would you like to know what we're doing this week? Probably, I haven't read the script. Okay then, I shall enlighten you. That is a shoot. Shoot. I hate when people say resting terms in real life. Why? I don't know. Just it just kind of bugs me. makes you feel like they're marks. They're marks. You get hot about it. But if you're a mark for the weekend show, we appreciate you. I'm a mark for everybody. This week, we bring you our favourite pop culture headlines of the past seven days in Who News Best, Netflix returns to help you efficiently manage your leisure time, and in our main segment... We review Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, before looking forward to the rest of the holiday movie mini-season. Mini-season! Are you on board now, Gar? It's a whole mini-season? Yeah. We're going to see a film after this. We are? We're going to see one of those holiday films we will preview, which is Mona, but it's not Mona, it's Moana. It's Moana, Because it's Polynesian. It's it's a thing. Yes. I know words. But we won't say any more about that, because we fell into this trap last week, Gar. Yes. And we reviewed half of Fantastic Beasts a week early. How much of that did you cut out? I, I left a good chunk of it in there. So I, I have no idea what you left in and what you took out. <laughs> shows how much you care, Gar. Maybe we should revoke your producer status of, of the weekend show. Am I a producer? I thought I was just the guy that shows up. Yeah, you do show up. I that's do. that's pretty much why you're to go host. Yeah, that is, is the basic requirement of hosting a podcast. I should say, just to be polite, how was your week? Buses, I hate them. I know. This is the second time. It's, it, for Two weeks ago, we were supposed to do a podcast, and I couldn't because the bus wouldn't come. And then today, I was like, ugh, I'll get the bus again because I was like, oh, I'll walk. Then I finished like five and a half hours at work. So I was just like, ugh, I'll get the bus. So I was outside City Hall because I walked into town to get a Subway, a Subway sandwich with cheese and turkey, eat fresh. Um, that's not product placement, but if Subway wants it to be, I'm perfectly happy to replace Jared. Yeah, He's in jail now. Number one, Gareth, not a pedo as far as we know. As far as we know. And he's got boyish good looks. Boyish maybe, good looks, not so certain. But I was was waiting for that bus. I I ate my sandwich pretty quickly, Ken, because there was supposed to be one in six minutes because we have one of those fancy displays outside City Hall as I make a rectangle with my fingers for just you and the podcast audience, of course. I can confirm he's making a rectangle. Yeah. They, they, they have one of those fancy displays that tells you how far away the bus is and how many minutes it is until the bus is supposed to be there. So it was six minutes, and I was like, okay, I can wait six minutes. And then it's like five minutes, and then it's like six minutes again, and then it's like five minutes, and four minutes, and three minutes, and four minutes. And eventually it gets to due, which is when the bus is supposed to come, and then it just disappears off the listing, can. It just disappears into the ether, never to be seen. It's just It's just not there. Bus never comes. This bus stop is trolling you okay. It is. And that's the same bus stop the last time. And then uh, I, I had to wait like another 20 minutes and the bus said it would take 10 and then it went up to 15 then it disappeared completely again Then it slowly went back down and took like, I don't know, eight minutes to get through the last two minutes. But then the bus came and it turns out they've increased the price of the bus, Ken. Scandalous. Yeah, they do this every year. The bus has gone. I remember the days when you used to get that bus for like a euro or a pound back in the day. Back in the good old days when we were young and carefree. Yeah, and now it's €2.20. It used to be €2.10. I only had €2.10 on me, Ken, because because I gave money to a homeless man. Which is not something I usually do, but he was like... He cornered me, and I, I, I felt like pressure to give him money. It is Christmas, though. In yes, it's Christmas, so no good deed goes unpunished. But thankfully, the bus driver, after making a bit of a deal about it, you know, he's like, "Oh, it's been three days. It's like you only put the sign up saying you increase the price on the day you increase the price." They never advertise it. No, and if like... you put it up a week beforehand, I'd go, "Okay, that is my fault." But you put it up the day you increase the price. That's your fault. You're getting only two ten. And it's getting to the point where I feel like. I'm gonna stop using the bus because, like, I'd rather just walk and save money. I, I, like. I work ninety five minutes away from where I live on foot. I usually walk it if it's not raining or if the lift isn't available. That's how to. i I'm. I, yeah. I'm just. T- t- that's not worth two twenty to me. And you wouldn't mind, but this particular bus company is hemorrhaging money. Yes, at all stages, and th- this is a route they use to subsidize the loss-making routes. Because I assume that route makes money. If that route doesn't make money, that company is in a bad, bad state. But it's not a bus podcast here. It should be. Ken, I won in the end. There was 10 cent on the bus floor and I picked it up. Didn't give it to the driver, Ken. Kept it for myself. So suck it, Bus Aaron. I just picture you walking up with your fist up, you know, like at the end of the breakfast club. Yeah. It's like... Dee, 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 dee. Don't you forget about me. Forget about you, Bus Aaron. Yeah, forget about you. How was your toy show last night? Toy show last night. We're going to talk about that in Netflix, so hold tight. Okay. A spoiler there for you. Then nothing. Then nothing else. Buses and toy shows. There was a toy show that was good. We're going to talk about it later. Yeah. Just shut up. Okay. Okay. Good. What did you do? Uh. I worked. Uh. No, I had a Monday and Tuesday off. You. Did, what did you do? I went to, on a driving lesson. Did you crash? No. Did you die? No. We can. we didn't go to a, a residential area. And where did you go? To a, a church car park oh, again, Frankfield. Yes. No. Oh, uh, it's a different church. Different time this time. Oh, you're getting you getting used to the different environments on the road in different churches. So now I'm just driving in circles. they both not... Catholic churches, though, aren't they? Yes. Can't can't go to the Protestant churches. That's like no. They they don't approve of people driving around them. Some clean Catholic driving for you. Yeah. But yeah, I know to drive the car in circles now. That's nice. I still wouldn't trust you. I can the wheel turn the car. the car. I can steer it. Not very well, but you can crash it too. It's surprisingly easy to make it go though. Like in my head it was just more complicated, but it's not. Yeah, it's just like it press the thing down and it moves forward. Yeah. that's it's a little bit more complicated. Than you, that. you have to adjust the gear and stuff, but it is but it's in cl- essence. But it's a clutch as well and not automatic cars and Yeah, it is in essence. Press the thing down and it goes forward. Yeah. It's basically like a video game. Though <laughs> you're not very good at video games. Except in real life you don't respawn <laughs> when you kill someone. No. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> Did you do anything else? You didn't murder anybody with a car, that's disappointing. No. Um, I spent a lot of the week preparing for a business trip. Oh, yeah, my first miss, proper business miss, trip. Mr. Cannon, I'm a proper businessman going on a business trip. Yeah, All expenses paid to Dublin. Which is a shithole, objectively speaking. Yeah, excuse me, this is a family podcast. Shit is a bodily function. Fair play. But yeah, going to Dublin for a week. I don't know how I feel about that. On one hand, it's like all expenses paid and I get to tell people I'm travelling on business, which makes me feel fancy. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Dublin. It's, yeah, I don't like Dublin at all. It's a hole. Yeah. So, I'm pretty much thinking I'm just going to go to the place I'm working and then go to the place I'm staying in and just hold up until I get to go home. Yeah. That's good. I got some Christmas presents. Cool. Did you get me a present? I you did. You already got me a present. But I got you an additional present. Yeah, you bought the bonus present? Yeah. Oh. To have something under the tree guard, despite the fact that I've already bought you one. You're so nice. Have you I, I, bought your pre- I haven't bought you a present. I don't know what I'm getting you. That's uncharacteristic. You say I know what I'm getting you. I yeah. know. What do you want? I don't know what I want, care. Well, that's a problem. I want a surprise. And I want it to be good. Fine. I'll we'll get you a a live action appearance in the new Ghostbusters film with the women, because you'll hate it. I liked the film with the women, Karen. I came around in the end. Did you, you sexist? I'm no longer sexist. <laughs> the, the, the film has cured your sexism. It's cured my sexism. I was just like, how could I have been so blind? Yeah. You were like a YouTube comment section come to life. I was. I'm I'm that troll girl. Yeah. I'm that guy that's completely ruined your bus. You're the one, one that like operates the, the little board thing that tells me how far away the bus yeah. is. It doesn't work, Karen. <laughs> it <laughs> it does. means nothing. Why? Why? But all the other buses came on time, Ken. I was even making note of it. All of them came when they said they should come, except the one I wanted. Does this guy who who's well-known in Cork City, because all he does is get on, on off buses all day and track if they come on time and stuff. That's nice. Does he get paid by bus Aaron to do this? No, this is just him being He's weird. He's just an eccentric folk. So, yeah, that's me. (laughs) So you pull the the face mask off.
1: I'm the old guy.
0: Yeah. So, Gar, are you ready to entertain the masses? Entertain is probably a generous term, but... Bit of a stretch, but we'll go for it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll try. Right (laughs) then, my name is Ken Kidney. He's Garrett. This is The Weekend Show. Let's do it. Show with Ken Kidney. You're listening to The Weekend Show. We begin this week, as we do every week, with our favourite pop culture news stories from the last seven days in... Who News Best? Our first oiga is very Christmassy. It is. We are in the season. It is December 3rd? 4th. 4th? Sure it's not the 3rd? It's the 3rd, sorry. Well done. Yeah, there you go. Don't you correct me on the date. It's December 3rd as we record this, so it's... It is very Christmassy. It is as Christmassy as Christmassy can be? Yes, there's Christmas lights and Christmas music, which I accept now. Yes, December is my role. Yes. Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, how true you are! We don't have time you. for this girl. Bravely green, summertime. What this bravely green? Wintertime. You're quite finished. Town and bound. <laughs> Oh, Tannenbaum. Go on. going to cut this out. You better not cut up me singing Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, you jerk. Domino's Japan trains reindeer to deliver pizza as holiday season approaches. How do they get it to stop eating the pizza? It's on its back. You can't eat it when it's on its back. That's torture. Poor reindeer is just like running in a circle going pizza, pizza, pizza. Does the, the reindeer have a red nose? Is it Rudolph? No. Is it Dasher? In reality, reindeer don't have red noses. Is it Blitzen? Comet? I, I, I've run out of reindeer! Did you say prancer? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm Well. Apparently, though, this isn't just, like, a Christmas thing. Apparently, it's just because Japan has really terrible weather in winter, and they're the only people that can make it through the snow. Only reindeer can make it through the snow. You shouldn't say people, but reindeer are reindeer people Reindeer aren't too. people, they're not. They're people too. Guys. They're not, They're not though. They're animals. They're deer with rain on them. What's the difference between a reindeer and a deer? Dunno. <laughs> reindeer fly? They they actually don't. Okay. You're harsh. I'm ruining the Christmas magic for you, am I, Ken? Sure. I got it. a free pizza the other day. Well, how would you get a free pizza? Because I, I was on the way home from work with Dad. Dad was dropping me home from work and I was like, I'm kind of hungry and Dad's like, do you want to get a pizza? And I'm like, yeah, let's get a pizza. So we stop by, off in Apache in Douglas, lovely place, and uh, I go in there and I'm looking at the menu and the, the man who works there it's like, do you want a pizza? And I'm like, Yeah. And then he just hands me a pizza. It's like, go on then. I'm like what what? Money? And he's like, nah, you're gone. And it's like, nah. like, Okay. Uh for a pizza. Is he grooming you? I don't know. I assume that it was like wasted or left over or something and he gave it to me rather than have a sale, which is decent of him. But it's Yeah, fun. well nice guy. It was a, a mozzarella pizza with a barbecue base. The barbecue base was mediocre, but it was free. So who cares? You hated who who ordered that? That's pretty plain pizza. It's a weird plain pizza. Yeah. Though so good, there's nothing wrong with a good cheese pizza, Ken. Yeah. Like, like uh, if you go to, a fa- uh, I don't like the barbecue sauce. So no, it's not great. But if you go like the like the fast Owls in town, you know they they do a good cheese pizza. If you just get a slice of cheese pizza from them, it's like satisfying. I remember I bought you a slice one day. Yeah, it was good. Good. See. Good. Anyway, there's not much more to say about the story, but there is some very funny... I want animals to deliver me food. Okay. so rude. Every week with this, you interrupt me when I'm talking. Uh, I have thoughts. Thoughts are important to get out of my head, Ken. Just cue your thoughts, and then wait till I finish talking. Okay. Okay, good job, buddy. Now that I forgot what I was saying, go ahead. (laughs) Ha ha! Next story. (laughs) No. I have a point about this. There's some pretty funny videos of the pizza delivery people trying to keep up with the reindeer as they're being trained <laughs> why do, why, oh right as they're being trained I was like why do they send people with the reindeer yeah but so like do they need handlers and if they need handlers then what's the point what's the point Can you, get, yeah, like surely you can't just tell the, the reindeer "Here's the address reindeer go to the house because I'm pretty sure reindeer are great with directions maybe the reindeer like takes the handler on it's back or something I don't know okay but then okay Okay, like deliveroo, but with reindeers. You know the word deliveroo is like deliveroo is like a kangaroo. Yeah, they should they should go around in kangaroos. Kangaroos are extremely volatile, guess. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Probably. They're a bit irritable. But yeah. You're irritable. Anyway, who knows? Yeah. What was that weird noise? I don't know. What noise? I don't know. Will it have registered in the podcast? I don't know. Are you hearing things, Gar? It made be... a weird. Probably. Have you been speaking to Shelly Duval? No. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Taking us to our second story, here. Yeah? Amy Schumer to play uh, a real-life doll in Sony's live-action version of Barbie. Yeah. Which I'm surprised it honestly took them this long. Yeah. Apparently this has been through quite the ringer because one of the women, I can't remember her name, who wrote the Sex and the City screenplay wrote it. And then Diablo Cody wrote uh, another oh. pass. Uh, Juno. Ah, okay. Yeah. uh yeah you just got it why isn't ellen page playing barbie then (laughs) and then amy schumer is going to have another go at it apparently as well okay to play and write or just play i don't know Uh, apparently it's like a live action barbie so she's not a doll but she lives in this idealistic society and then she gets cast out and then she learns what the real world is like and to value herself for who she is or something like that apparently that's the idea I'm, I'm more interested in the Trolls film I haven't seen the Trolls film have you seen the Trolls film? no it's apparently not terrible just cynical cash in so is your face so is a Barbie film so is a Lego film the Lego film's amazing so is the Tetris trilogy Three films based on Tetris yeah we never actually talked about that as they we mentioned it but yeah there's gonna be a, a te- Tetris Tetris trilogy See, the te- Tetris trilogy is a bit of a bit of a tongue twister Ken say it three times Tetris trilogy, Tetris trilogy, Tetris trilogy. Good job. See if you if my quiz was a tongue tw- to say tongue twisters, I would have nailed it. What If I take it first, because my turn is next turn, you can't take it. I've already said it's mine, but you can't stop me. Can't I? I can refuse to participate. Darn it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I have a feeling this is gonna be like a, kind of a satire or kind of a kind of an adult movie which kind of misses the boat on what Barbie is. Well, satire would be fun. Yeah. but To just make a I'm a vapid empty person who learns that vapid and emptiness isn't terror isn't the best. That wouldn't be a very good film. I guess so. But like, it doesn't sound like it's going to be for kids which is kind of a, a, a poor who wants, move. Who wants, who wants films for kids anymore? Kids don't deserve their own entertainment. They make things that are mostly for adults with one like wacky chicken in it that appeals to the children. That's the way most Disney films work these days. Yes. But it works. And we're going to, have to go... Give them our money shortly. Because it works. It does work. It's like Frozen is a story about female empowerment with a wacky snowman to keep the kids engaged. Excellent. Yeah. Don't you curse Olaf. Olaf is great. <laughs> sure. Do you want to build a snowman? I do want to build a snowman, but we don't have any snow. We don't yet. Do you want snow? Do you live far, close enough to work that you wouldn't mind snow? I'll take a bit of snow. Yeah. Moving on to our next story, Gar. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I haven't. Book returns to Truly Library sixty-seven years late. Was it Alan Shatter's dirty, dirty novel? Well, considering that was written in the nineties, I don't think so. God damn, can you just? I just wanted to talk about Alan Shatter and his dirty novel. It's not in the script, care. Move on. Okay. Truly, if you don't know, listeners, is in County Kerry. Kerry, if you don't know, listeners, is in Ireland. Yes, it's our closest neighbor. The is book, it the book was Ruby of a Thousand Dreams? To answer your question, here. Okay, what's it about? No idea. It's about a horse named Ruby who has a thousand dreams. One of which is the Winter National, but Ruby breaks his leg and the final hurdling gets taken to the like, Blue Factory. It's a very sad tale. Let's go with that. Sure. The Kerry Library has been running a fines amnesty and in a statement said, it's never too late to return a book to the library. So this ancient, and the, the same person who borrowed the book brought it back. So this really old person decided, well, oh, I may as well get around to <laughs> returning about that about book time. to the library. I wonder how they, that was like, I never actually read the book. <laughs> I've just yeah. had it for 67 years. Yeah, And just agonise over the fact that I can never show my face in the library again. Please run us through the math of the fine. I did it, yep. I did the math of the fine. Okay. The person who borrowed the book avoided a €1200 euro fine. That's €18 euro a year. Sure. Five cents a day. Okay. 0.208333333 per hour. Okay. Yep. Zero point zero zero three four seven two 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 per minute. Right. And five point eight seven eight seven zero three seven zero three to the power of ten. Now multiplied by ten to the power of five. It's actually five point seven eight seven zero seven zero three to uh, times ten to the power of five. Per second. Yes. That's not bad for the best part of seven decades. Isn't it? Well, wait. it didn't pay the fine, sucker. So if I knew I could get away with that, I'd just like steal the books from the <laughs> library all the time, <laughs> yeah, like... like make a little business for myself. Like I, you know, like Amazon used to sell like, exclusively books. Yeah, but i would set up my own website, stealing stolen library books. I'm pretty sure that's pretty illegal, Ken. <laughs> Is it illegal? I'll just wait for the amnesty. It's like everything will be fine. Please pause. Story number four, guys. I'm sure you're very interested in this one. Indeed, it it ties in with this week's podcast, The Weekend, in which me and Robbie reviewed Suicide Squad. As I get a little plug in there, you can check that out at soundcloud.com forward slash tbsk me and Robbie Fox. But Justice League member Aquaman's standalone film starring Jason Momoa of Game of Thrones fame has been given an October 2018 release date. Both Flash and Aquaman will be getting their solo films after Justice League and Wonder Woman are released next year. So it's kind of a weird move because it's kind of almost opposite to what Marvel did. Well, they did do the Batman and the Superman films. yeah, And then the team up. And then spin it off into the minor characters. Which is not a bad strategy. I suppose Wonder Woman is before Justice League as well. So I mean, the Marvel strategy of introducing them all was quite strong. But I suppose characters who traditionally maybe don't perform strongly at the box office because they've never really had films. Suck at Flash. Do you know? No one cares about you outside of television. Your television show is enjoyable. It seemed kind of a strange move to me, but now that I'm thinking about it, Maybe the rub of the film will get people to want to see them. Of course, these the like Flash was in both Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman. Uh, Aquaman, who is objectively one of the lamer superheroes, was in Batman vs Superman very briefly. So they they have been somewhat introduced already. Flash was also in Fantastic Beast. So is there going to be a crossover at some point? Was he? Oh, he was in Fantastic Beast. Yes, the actor. No, Flash was. Yes, it's the Flash. Obviously. He's Barry Allen. Is it Barry Allen? I think it's the Barry Allen version. Yeah, rather than the... What the versions of the Flash are there? Is it Wally West? There's a Wally West. There's a bunch of them. Like, just probably 10 of them by now. Yeah. Nine comic books. Would you be seeing Anchor... Uh, I was going to say Anchorman. That's a different film altogether. That's a whole different a animal. on underwhelming sequel. Are you going to see Aquaman gear. Yeah? Probably. Yeah. I see all of these films. I do as well. I'm, I'm always like, ah no, I'm going to give it a pass this time. They're not getting my money. And I'm like... I'm bored. Yeah. Here's my money. Me and Robbie will probably review it on Podcast the Week in October 2018. Yes. It's a teaser for you. Paul is going to be that long running. Sure. In fairness, I'm pretty sure that's less than 200 episodes, so it just has to run for less than Podcast the Week did. Or Podcast the Day, even. Podcast the Day? You were too lazy to finish it. I did finish it. I just finished it at 200. I never set a target, Ken. You said no. You had an episode that said that you're going to finish did, the year. I did. I said I I did have an episode that said I'd finish the year because I didn't initially set a target. Then I set a target. Then I backtracked on said target. You wrote it back. That's the common phrase these days. Yeah, I'll ride you back. We end on a sad note this week, Kerr. Yeah? Yes. Tributes pour in for legendary comic actor Andrew Sachs, who played Manuel in Faulty Towers, who died at the age of 86 this week. And the reason I included this not so much because I was like a huge Faulty Tower fans, but like. I can admit that I have seen all the episodes and it's kinda of like Father Ted, no matter how many times you watch it, it's still funny. Well, Father Ted had about thirty episodes. This only had about f- eight, I think. No, it had more than that, it had like twelve, fourteen or something like that. Yeah. It's weird because it's like Mr. Bean. Where yeah. you assume there was like hundreds of these things. But it's only like ten episodes of Mr. Bean or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there is very few episodes like of the Mr. Bean television show and just like this there is very few episodes of Faulty Towers. But the reason I mentioned this guy is it kinda of rounds out a pretty shitty year for celebrities. Yeah. And then I did a bit of a, a survey there mm-hmm. and I and did some research. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that celebrity is the leading cause of death in two thousand sixteen. That that sounds credible. Is it just that there are more celebrities or more celebrities are dying? I don't know. I I saw a list during the week and I can't even mention it now because too many people on it, but a lot of people. So a lot of people died this year and some of them I was like, Oh yeah. Like Anne Rickman. Oh yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Do you are you a fan of Faulty Towers? I've I'm not gonna say I've never watched it because I've probably seen every episode. Yeah, but I've never made a concerted effort to watch it. Yeah, it's like Father Ted in that way. Like I've never actually watched Father Ted, but I've probably seen every Father Ted episode. Exactly. Because it's, it it it's, it's, it's on. It's still aired in the the reading in the year's off season in this country. <laughs> Faulty Towers still airs regularly in the UK. It's yeah, still on all the time. Andrew Sachs made the news more recently for getting Jonathan Ross fired. And Russell Brand. Yeah. Because they called him up and... Well, didn't get him fired. It was their fault. Well, I can't remember what they did. They called him up and they kind of basically trolled him and made fun of him and mm, prank, embarrassed him. Prank phone calls and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, OIP. That's sad. Yeah. But it's good because he'll be remembered forever for it's his no, it's, it's it's good. because he's well, 86. It's not that bad that he's dead. Yeah, he had a good innings. You, you know, like, it's like, you can't get too sad about an 86-year-old dying. Yeah. People give out to me for that, you know? When we go, oh, that person's granddad It's like, what age is she? 80. And I'm just like, okay, I know, obviously, there's grieving. It is there's it's grieving. difficult to de- deal with loss, but it nonetheless, you reach that age, it's like, you know, good life, hopefully. Yeah. Got there in the end. Fair play. I mean... Yeah, exactly. It's like, people die at that age. It's normal. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Well. Celebrate them. Don't grieve them. Poor old man. Well's in heaven now. Indeed. Hopefully he's not a waiter in heaven. Hopefully he's... He's... At least serving God if he is. If God is real. Who knows? My God. So we got ranking? Um, worst is... Barbie. Probably. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares about that? Just on a who cares basis. Also, just Aquaman on a who cares basis. Number four. We'll go, we'll library book fine. Yeah. That followed by reindeers because that is objectively delightful. And as a tribute to Andrew Sachs, he can be our best story of the week. Yeah, we're saying him dying is the best story of the week. That's nice. No, celebrating his life is the best story of the week. Ard. Good. You like that? Good. A nice twist. You should go into PR. I should. You have a degree in media. That's kind of half, the half That's, way. It's And I know to spend things to my advantage. So, Garrett, the question remains. How do you tip a pizza delivering reindeer? Give us your ideas on Twitter at TWSKK, or if you prefer, you can reach out to us on Yield Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. Any ideas, care? Um, give it some of the pizza you just got from it. Carrot, maybe? Oh, nothing. Well, I don't know. I always feel weird when I have to tip people in person. Really? Why? I don't know. I don't like doing it because I'm thrift thrifty. <laughs> that's cheap car it's a nice way of saying cheap you you, you don't disparage my character on 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 podcasts let's get out of the segment now sure we'll be right back with some lovely new netpicks so stick around
1: you're listening to the weekend show podcast
0: with ken kidney download a new episode every saturday at soundcloud.com slash twskk or find us on itunes now it's time for netpicks You are listening to The Weekend Show with myself, Ken Kidney, and my co-host slash brother Garrett. Which comes first, which is more important. Brother. Love you. Love you too. Time now for your weekly rundown on what you should be watching, reading, or listening to on the World Wide Web in the legendary Netflix. It's back, Garrett. We haven't had one in a while. It's legendary. Legend. Dairy. Indeed. Pretty sure, like, CBS can sue us now. (laughs) Can they? Probably not. Legendary is a word. You can't trade back a word. Get out of here, NPH. Yeah. Although I love you and you're quite a good entertainer. He's amazing. So Garrett what do the people need to know about this week? I don't know. <laughs> Have you not prepared for this, Garrett I've been playing Final Fantasy and Pokemon all week. Which both of which are available online, but that's literally been consuming every single bit of my waking hours. Do you want to talk a little bit about it or do you want to save it for Pa? Um well you haven't played Pokemon. Why aren't you playing Pokemon? Because I haven't finished the last two Pokemon games. Yes, I we need discussed to, this. But I need to clear my backlog. But they're not related. You can play them independently. I know, but then and I'll have another unfinished Pokemon game, and it's a Vicious Circle. Yes. You would. You have an, a never-ending series of Pokemon games. I do. I like both of them. Both of them are great games. Yes. I'm pleased with them as iterations of their respective franchises. Buy them. They're on eShops and, and stores and stuff. So it's technically a picks. It's on the internet. Final Fantasy 15 was a long time coming, wasn't it? It's been like 15 years. <laughs> it hasn't been that long, but I think it was like 2005, 2006 Those that game started development as something else. Wow. Before morphing into Final Fantasy 15, It was supposed to be a remake or a, a, a reissue or something. A spin-off. It was supposed to be one of those little spin-off games they make, but then it just it became so burdensome and gigantic that it just turned into a main series Final Fantasy game. I think at one point they were working on the game and they are like, oh wait, this is just a Final Fantasy game. Pretty okay. much. They are just like, yeah, just to, just just to make fun. a Final Fantasy game. Or is like, wait a second, that name has money. Yes, yeah. called the name. That well, people, they they put mm. a, a great deal of time into this game, so you can hardly accuse it being of being a cash cow. So you recommend Final Fantasy. Yes, I read during the week Garrett, that some pundits are predicting a Pokemon fatigue. Do you agree with this? No, the 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 games had the fastest uh, selling launch period of any Nintendo game ever in the Americas. Yeah, not not just you know. Oh, they they sold in the region I think about three and a half million copies between the two the two the two entries. So anybody that said that is wrong. I'm gonna be honest with you, Gar. I didn't read the article, so it may have been before the release. And this person is quite red faced now. Yes, the, this person who projected Pokemon fatigue is is very wrong. As I said, highest selling launch in the Americas ever for a Nintendo game. Not just a Pokemon game, Ken. A Nintendo game. Any of them. It's a lot of games. Mario Ken, Zelda, Kirby, Starfox, Metroid, Mario Kart. All of those Ken. This Pokemon game has outsold all of them. And all of the old Pokemon games. This person is wrong. Wrong. Go get it now. Yes. The toy show is this week, huh? Eh? It is, it's a delightful celebration of Irish culture. Tanner watched some of it actually. Yeah. Did he watch the rest of it or is he gonna watch the rest of it? Probably not, but I wouldn't expect him to watch all like two and a half, three hours of it. <laughs> it's a distinctly Irish thing. Yes. Although I, keep, I, I do maintain that... Well, I should, let's just explain what it is first. Yes. I think we've we've talked about it on the podcast before, but just in case you forgot. It would basically be, were Jimmy Fallon to do a show every year where he invited a bunch of children mm. onto his show to demonstrate a variety of toys and sing a bunch of songs. That's basically what it is for Ireland. It's just our Jimmy Fallon happens to be Ryan Tuberty, and our late show, which is... Is that Jimmy Fallon's show? No, he's tonight. But yeah, his tonight show would be our late, late show. Yes. Not to be confused with the late, late show hosted by James Corden. Yes. Different show. Ours came first. Ours is the longest running talk show in the world. Yeah, so suck it. So yeah, we get our, our big talk show host every year gets a bunch of children into the studio who are unruly and unpredictable and usually rather amusing. And we openly mock them on Twitter because that's the way Irish culture works. I think you had a tweet yesterday that sums up, Karen that's, the Toy Show is the one time of the year in Ireland where it's acceptable to openly mock children on social media. Yeah. And they deserve it. And in fairness, they know what they're getting into. They do. This is, this is nothing new. But yeah, this is a, a uniquely Irish thing. It has been running for decades. Uh, and yeah, it is watched by... Literally half the country. Well, not quite literally, but slightly less than half the country. There's about 4 million people in Ireland, and about 1.5 million people were projected to watch it. I don't know what the final yeah. number of people who actually watched it were. It's one of the few shows in the year that breaks so million viewers in Ireland. Yep, usually that and a couple of sporting events are, are one of the few that, that bring everyone onto the couch in this country. Just to give you an idea. It's, uh, it's basically our Super Bowl. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Just to give you an idea of how long it's been running, in the first toy show, the big toy was a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, it's Rubik's cube. Rubik cube. Rubik. Am I saying what am I saying to Rubik cube? Rubik's. It's an S. R- Rubik cube. No, X. R- who's who's Mr. Rubik and why does he have a cube? Because he wants to torture people, obviously. Obviously, people who can do Rubik's cubes are the worst. You can actually, it's available worldwide to watch them on the RT player. So yes. it, it's not. It was, some stuff on the RT player is like region locked, but. They they open some stuff because obviously we have a, a broad immigrant base who likes to enjoy these kind of things from wherever they're around the world, and yeah, you can you can watch it. Yeah, so that's the O T E player. It's it's strange, <laughs> like out out of the context of the culture in which we grew up, and you will see like a, a child suddenly break out rapping. Or a precocious child start attacking grown adults on television. Or that, that that one who the the part of the toy show is like the, the yearly car crusade where they have a parade of cars, like like little toy cars and stuff and automatic vehicles. And bikes and scooters. And one of the girls is just like, I want a better job than this on live T V. Yeah, she she totally bigleyed them. Yeah, she was bigly in the toy show. But check it out. We recommend it. If you do check it out, let us know what you think on Twitter. Showing in the business for herself. Or on Facebook, search TWSK game But we don't want to spoil it too much guy. We want people to check it out and be amazed by it. Yeah. The uh, RT have highlights as well, so you can skim through those instead of watching the whole bloody thing if you like. Also, watch the children's musical performances and feel free to mock them. Yes, it's perfectly all right. It's fine. Another thing I wanted to bring to people's attention, Garrett, as we enter this time of year, mm-hmm. as, you know... The most wonderful time of year. People are buying presents for each other, and... I still haven't bought you a present, so yeah. I'll probably buy something off of this list. This yeah. is, 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 this, is this a hint? Is, Garrett, I'm not going to tell you whether it is or it isn't. So, are you going to fall into the trap? Or are you going to avoid the trap? Is it a trap? Who knows? I'm just going to faint. But, demand great presents this year, is the name of the article. Mm-hmm. It's the AV Club's 2008. 16, gift guide, available on avclub.com. It would be a peculiar word to be available on a different website. It would. What's it, on it? It is what it says on the tin. I can't remember particularly what's on it. Although, the Sonic screwdriver that we both have, was like $100 on it. I was like, no. Oh, the one that someone else gave you last year, and then you're like, here, Gar, you can have it. I got it in a loot crate last year. Oh, yeah, loot crates are a waste of time. You're welcome, Gar. Extra present. Yeah, bonus present. Woo! There's some pretty neat stuff on it. Some of it's quite expensive, but... If you're of our generation and you're nostalgic and nerdy like just us, nerd stuff. This is your list. This is your Bible. If you're having trouble finding something for your nerd friend, check it out. It will give you the answers. Yeah, I'll probably buy Ken. to something for Ken from it. Good. Next up, Garrett. I don't know if you've seen this or not, because I'm leading the segment this week because you were unprepared. I wasn't unprepared. My jo- I just did two things for the whole week. Yes. I watched DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I watched seven episodes of that. It's okay. There you go. There's another Netflix. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's a ringing endorsement. RPW, Revolution Pro Wrestling. Not Resistance Pro Wrestling, the company formerly run by Billy Corgan. Yes. I went to see two of their shows a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Global Awards, which is their weekly, or weekly. Weekly. No, they don't do it weekly, sorry. They do have a weekly show. They do have a weekly show. Do they still have a weekly show? They kind of do like clubs and stuff. On a semi-regular no, basis. No, but they used to have a TV show that they released. They used to release it on YouTube, but then they released it on their website with a three-day exclusivity period or non-exclusivity period, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not sure if they still do it. I'm not sure, but they have their annual Global Wars shows, which is a crossover between New Japan and RPW. Mm-hmm. Nights 1 and 2 are available on their streaming service, which is available at revolutionprowrestling.com slash on-demand. Cool. Speaking of those shows, you can go to com to read friend of the podcast Rob Reed's reviews of those shows. Rob Reed was there, yes. and I didn't talk to him once. Why didn't you? You antisocial pervert. Because I think I saw him, but I didn't know if it was him for sure. You don't, I didn't want the social awkwardness of approaching someone who was potentially a stranger and saying, Hey Rob, and then it's not Rob, and it's like, Oh no, I have to awkwardly say, Oh, sorry, I thought you were someone else. Oh, and be so embarrassed and your face would go red and you'd probably poo yourself. Exactly. It's exactly what would have happened. But I make a point of going to the New Japan shows every year because it's it's great it's wrestling. You're Mark, who only shows up when freaking Ishii is there. Ishii's awesome. Ishii. I'll tell you what, Nakata over the two nights was awesome. Yes, that is a, a good substitute for the injured Michael Hogan. So if you're into Japanese wrestling, if you're into wrestling in general, check it out. It's two good nights of wrestling, really good fun. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's kind of different being there, maybe I'm seeing it with different eyes, but yeah. it's worth checking out. Yeah, and if you want to know what to check out, go check out Rob's Reviews. And RPW on demand is is quite reasonable. I think it's like six pounds a month or something. Also, the BritRest Roundtable podcast, on which I was once on, would have also reviewed it. So there you go. Plenty of other recommendations around of that. See us sharing the sharing the wealth again. We're such generous people. You're welcome, Rob. You can follow Rob at. He changes his Twitter the handle. The OR last. double. The OR double. Yes, it's uh, yeah. I don't think he's changed that in a very long time. <laughs> well, the Twitter name, that's what confuses me. Yeah. Okay, my uh, two more things, Karen, I want to talk about. Okay, I'm, I'm being very selfish this week. I'm sure you've seen this one, though, the latest Beauty and the Beast trailer on YouTube. I have the the Beauty and the Beast song is not being sung by Angela Lansbury. No, that is disappointing. But they did use this uh, use it in the score. Of course they did. But I've said it on this podcast before, Ken. If I could have a dying wish, it's that as I'm dying, Angela Lansbury sings the Beauty and the Beast theme song to me as I fade away into non-existence, and I I'd go the, I'd go happily then, right? Really? and the beast first time then you just fade off fade off from life Ken now honestly this looks like for, like a shot for shot remake of the animation it's not this is not why I'm mentioning it but that's generally how most of the Disney films have worked though they haven't yeah. reinvented the wheel or kind of reimagined them it's mostly just making them in live action but these live action remakes have been delivering for me we talked about this on the podcast before yes. I, like I am um, have you seen Jungle Book? I did yeah yeah it's amazing it's really good one of the films of the year for me. Speaking of Jungle Book, actually, the, the Toy Show theme was Jungle Book. Yeah, it was a really impressive set, actually. It reality. was, it always is. But Beauty and the Beast, uh, I'm looking forward to. It. It's out in March, I think. Starring Emma Watson. Yes. Yes, I mix up my Emmas. As Belle, and some it's nobody just, guy as the Beast. There's like Emma Stone as well, and there's there's another Emma, isn't there? There's a cascade of Emmas. There's a lot of Emmas, and I mix them all up. But from a visual standpoint, it does look stunning. It does. Just, they've kind of created a, a fairy tale world, and... Got a good cast. Looks good. It's, it's it's actually a really good trailer. That was the, the most notable thing about the Jungle Book as well. That film is is visually arresting. One thing that struck me as well is that they managed to do the staff of the mansion or the staff of the castle or yes, the like chip the cup and all those things. And, yeah, and all the you know household items that were formerly humans. They've done that in live action and not made it creepy. That's that's a, a feat. And the beast looks looks pretty good. Yeah, some people complained about the beast saying it looks a bit weird, but uh, on closer inspection in that trailer yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it yeah,
1: so yeah. La- and
0: what's your last thing Ken my last thing is Gar- I-, I was at a, a day of training yesterday and he-, he pulled out a TED talk and usually I'm like dude are you being lazy that you're just you're not gonna actually teach us something and just pull out the TED talk but this was, was actually really good so I'm gonna recommend it I, I got opinions on TED talks Ken gonna let, can you let me Go speak on. first and then you can give then your I'll, then I'll bury it you can give your hot takes this one was called The Power of Belief Mindset and Success by or Brinceno. Twitching. <laughs> it's from Ted X Manhattan Beach. It's available on YouTube. Twitching. On the TED YouTube channel. Basically what it's about is that... Is, the, is it a successful person telling you how to be successful? No. It's okay. a, it's talking about... There's two types of people. There's people that are fixed... There's more than two types of people, but go you on. Know, you know, in this, he's theorising there's two kinds okay. of people. There's people of a fixed mindset, this is why I hate TED talks, <laughs> and there's people of a growth mindset. <laughs> okay, and it's basically saying that people of a growth mindset are more likely to succeed. Why? Because, what if the fixed mindset is on something that is distinctly like profitable? No, but, but the fixed mindset just means that you either believe you believe that you're either good at something or you're not, or you're born to do something. For example, what if your well, talent is inherent? Where the the growth mindset believes that if you work at it, you can, you can develop skills and succeed and perform but what if the fixed mindset is, is, is believes that the thing they're really good at and born to do they're actually really good at and born to do i just think it's an interesting theory i'm not, I'm not going to say it's 100 percent right Garrett but the, the talk is quite persuasive they always are that's the problem they're yeah. always very compelling and it's like they're good speakers right. i i i i keep the, the what i call the success industry at an arm's length it's like yeah. successful people telling you how you can also be successful in these easy steps because becoming successful is so easy, Ken. And, then, and then clearly, there's a formula for it. And no, not at all. The the what worked for one person will always work for everyone else, won't it? It's hubris on those people's part, Ken. Hubris. You done? Not quite. Carry on then. This theory about fixed and growth—it's basically saying if you work hard and, and, and like train at something, you'll get better at it. Yeah. That That's logic, Ken. It's logic dressed in fancy words. But it's... He went on to talk about how we kind of raise our children. Like, you know, basically we kind of value children and say, look, you're really talented. You're really good at this. And I... It, should it, be telling them shit. No, it fixes their... No, <laughs> it fixes their mindset that, like, either they're good at something or they're not. So, like, if they're not good at something, they shouldn't try at it. Do you know what I mean? So Whereas, we should be giving participation trophies all the time. No, like... They did a study where they, they gave kids a bunch of easy puzzles, puzzles and just the half and half. And the only difference was that they said to one half after afterwards, they were like, OK, that's really great. You must be really good at this. And to the other half, they said, oh, that's really great. You must have tried really hard. So the difference is that the half the kids were kind of it was embedded in them. Like, OK, I'm good at this and I can do this because I'm good at it. And the other one said I tried. So I was able to succeed at it. Yes, so then they were given one off. imbues hubris. The other yeah. effort. <laughs> so they're given the option of doing harder puzzles, and a higher proportion of the, the try kids chose to do the harder harder puzzles, and then a higher level of success. How, has this been peer reviewed? It has been peer reviewed. It's, it's multiple an time. It's an actual study, guys. it been repeated. Let the, me finish my point. Gar. Actual. i have got to shout you down. Let me finish my <laughs> Go point. On. But and funnily, <laughs> the kids, the kids who were given the the kind of fixed praise not only opted to do the hard puzzles less because they didn't get, believe in their abilities, they also lied about their results more. Well, maybe you just got some scumbaggy kids. <laughs> no, I just thought it was interesting, Garrett. Thank you for ruining my, my day. Yeah, I, I, the, I the, should... this whole thing that you're like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's changed how I thought. I'm like, screw this and these people telling me what to think. You okay, Garrett? Yeah, I'm done now. Good. I don't like the success industry. It annoys me sitting there in their TED Talks and their TED State just saying, look how great I am you can be great too. It's like, that's not how the world works. It's not pretending it is and then making money off of it. Profiteering off of my, my hopefulness. <laughs> Get us out of here before I can hit you ranting. So if you don't believe, Garrett, The Power of Belief is available on TED on YouTube. We've had our fill of pop culture pie. Mm-hmm. We are absolutely stuffed and cannot eat another slice. Talk about slices earlier, Garcia worked into the script. When do we talk about slices? Pizza. Oh, right. Yay! We'll make sure to get another one into the oven so it's piping hot in time for next week. Remember I was saying I was running out of analogies? I found one. Good job, Ken. Great. We, you, I expect a different one next week and the week after. Gosh, darn it. I've set a high bar. If you check out any of our recommendations, make sure to congratulate us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK or on Twitter at TWSKK. Time now for another break before we come right back to talk this year's Christmas movie releases. Do not press pause. You're listening to The Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com TWSKK, Twitter at TWSKK, or search for TWSKK on YouTube. Welcome back to The Weekend Show. Myself, Garrett, that is my name, that is who I am. Yes. And my favourite brother, Ken. it! <laughs> I've fallen into your trap. I love you, Ed. You don't listen to the podcast anymore, but I love you. As you well know, loyal listeners, the festive season is upon us. It is the season to be jolly. We are walking in a winter wonderland. We are, in fact, Ken, rocking around the Christmas tree. And all along with all the other treats of Christmas and the gifts that all Christmas brings us, it's, it's a little bit of movie, movie, really, says Ken. It's a it's choice it's, time for movies. It's a, it's a thing now. It's, it's summer releases, and then you get the whole like Oscar-y releases this time of year too. But then there's like big Christmas blockbusters, like for example, next year, Suicide or Suicide Squad, Justice League, and Star Wars are out right within a month of each other. Those yeah. are two, two gigantic films, but that's next year, Ken. Last week, the Christmas movie season, or mini-season, I suppose, kicked off in earnest with the release of the long-awaited Harry Potter spin-off, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So this week, we thought we'd review the latest offering in J.K. Rowling's famous Wizarding Universe, written, in fact, by her. Yes. The screenplay was by her. They've released the screenplay as a book. Ugh. Which seems very, like... A bit cynical, isn't it? Cash in. And then look ahead to what other big-budget offerings are hitting your screen in December. So, Ken, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them... What did you think about where you found them? I like the fact that they didn't rely on, too heavily on the fact that it was in the Harry Potter universe. There was like Dumbledore mentions, that's about it. And yeah. well, I suppose like they dropped a Hogwarts mention here and there. The promotional material used to kind of score a lot and from the Harry Potter universe, but they kind of, they left it at that, which I was kind of appreciated. And J.K. Rowling's name was all over the place. Yeah. Newt Scamander. Uh, does, I, I, I like Eddie Redmayne, or, or if I feel like I want to like Eddie Redmayne, but the only thing is, he through this I don't know why he chose this kind of performance, but he seemed to be mumbling a lot, or yeah he's he's eleven huh? not of stranger things fame of Doctor Who fame, Doctor number Eleven, played by Matt Smith, in case you didn't know, like if you're a Doctor Who fan and you've seen Matt Smith before, and you see the very st- the early stages of that film where he has his magical coin stealing creature in a briefcase, and he's mumbling to it, and he's looking off into the distance, and his hair is even kind of quiffed the same, and he's 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 doing Matt Smith's doctor performance. It's like, dude, do your own thing. He even looks like a doctor. He's dressed like a doctor. He could be a doctor, for all we know. Yeah, he's got a bow tie. He's got a long, fancy coat. Yeah. He's got a, a briefcase that's bigger on the inside that he lives in. Yes. So this it's a Doctor Who off. Yes. This is, this is what we've come to. Did you like this film? I did like it. I, liked, I really like the universe. I said that before. I mm-hmm. like I the, the richness of it, much like Lord of the Rings. I liked the fact that it was set in a, in a period setting, so it's different, or like in the 20s, it's different. Yeah. It's going to take us to a different, not only a different time, but a different type of magical society in America, which is, which was interesting, I thought. And was never explored in any of the Harry Potter books slash films. No. America might as well have not existed during the Voldemort issues. I forgot what I was going to say. Filled the silence, Gary. Filled <laughs> with silence. What was I going to say? Do you want me to recap what you were just saying? Yeah. You're talking about that it wasn't covered in the other Harry Potter films. I was going to say something. Ah, well. What did I like about this film? What did I not like about this film? What was I going to say? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Move on. You say something. Colin Farrell was good in this film. When he was in it. Yeah. He showed up. He was mad. He's a better actor than people give him credit for. Yeah. Her, his, his lady friend, she wasn't bad. And yeah. his, his comic relief slash pal buddy foul, pal pal buddy pal. Jacob? Yes. yes. He was fun. Yeah. And then their other pal, Lady Love Interest, the pal buddy pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah It's not bad. It's enjoyable. I, I like the score. I like the tone. I like the idea of telling stories within a universe. Yeah. And like, though it doesn't make much sense sometimes when you set things back in the 20s and then you have a plot device that is never brought up. Yeah. In in like the the modern Harry Potter setting, because like the the idea of this film is that people are are suppressing their magic and it comes out in some some kind of huge angry rage. It it's like becomes corrupted. It's like part of you, but it's separate as well. Yeah, it becomes a parasite. Yeah, and that that's never a thing in any Harry Potter books. When I first saw it, I actually thought it was a dementor. Yeah, I thought it was like like remember the thing the, the curtain. The curtain that Sirius falls behind. Yeah. <laughs> Worst death ever. I have to say, in the, I think I said this on the podcast before. I read that part of the book over and over again. And I still could not understand what happened. Yeah. The good thing about the film is he, he's hit with the killing curse before he falls down behind the curtain. Yeah. So it's like he's dead, then he falls behind the curtain. So yeah. it's a little more like he's dead, okay, guys? Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was like something like that in, in kind of contained form, but it, it's a whole new thing. Did you like it as a villain? As a villain? Not really. No, what was wrong with it? It was kind of like weird and CGI-ish, and I that, that is one of my problems with the film. I don't think it was brilliantly paced. Yeah, it's just kind of it does kind of bounce all over the place, and uh, and you you can feel some some script writing beginners kind of kind of aches and pains throughout the throughout the film. It's not like this polished, brilliant piece of work. Though I, I like the tone. I think it's it's whimsical, it's fun, it's kind of light. It leans towards being happy rather than sad, which I like about films because 2016 has been a sad year and I don't want to see things that make me even sadder. Exactly. I tend to shy away from drama films, although I went to see quite a few recently because it's kind of a slow time of year. Well, i see Allied, but that's not really drama, is it? That's more yeah thrillerish. It, Thriller. has, it has drama elements, but it's not like... Feel sad now. Yeah. Feel sad forever. But we're talking about Fantastic Beasts I don't care. Yes, Allied was released. It's a film. Uh, this is a spoiler, so stop listening now if you don't want to hear this. I thought it was kind of a ballsy move to kill off Ezra Miller in the end, though. Was it? You know, in a, you know, a brighter, nicer kind of wizarding film, he would have been okay in the end. You thought, you know, they did a the thing where you think he's dead, but he's not. Oh yeah, where where they somehow cure him of his virus and he gets to live on and become a wizard and go to frickin' Hogwarts. Yeah. Or what what was the name of the American School? Oh god. They were was that revealed before? Was that a new thing? It's it's been revealed on Pottermore. I, I, I can't remember what it is though. There's one in Japan as well. Yeah. No. But he, he would he, he would have got to go there or whatever. But yeah, he died. No, it is in the film because they argue over which one's better, Hogwarts or Oh yeah, 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 but like was it in any of the the Previous films is what I was saying. No, yeah, it's not a thing that's been brought up before. Dermstrang is the only one that's alluded to, and Batten's. yes, the French and the Romanian ones, uh, Bulgarian, same thing. Learn Victor Krom is from Bulgaria because he plays for Bulgarian Quidditch, sure. Ireland won the Quidditch World Cup, we're great at Quidditch, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, we did terribly the next time in because they, like, they've done like in the lower subsequent and previous World Cups, it's weird. Of course, this this is the first of five films yes that's a lot of films do you like one thing i really liked was the way they realized the beasts i thought that that was really cool i thought they were varied i thought they were interesting i thought they had different usually more playful than menacing which is nice powers and abilities but do you think they're going to continue along that trend or they're going to move away from the beasts because the beasts thing is quite limiting in some ways well it kind of has to it's about the book did he finish the book yeah, but there's not much in the book. The book, if you'd read it, it was a charity thing. And oh, yeah, it's a tiny book that they've turned into five films, which is ridiculous. Is, but all it is is a list of magical creatures and what they're like. And, and where to find them. I imagine. Yeah. Because that's what the book is called. So, like, they're not really bound by the book anymore. It's just kind But, like, of... he, I was saying, he, he hasn't finished the book. Because the, yeah. the, the, the plot is is is, new, is writing Fantastic Beasts. He's the yeah. author of the book. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. And oh, Okay, sorry. I, I, I thought you meant in reality. Yeah. But in, in the universe of the film, he is writing the book. They introduced Johnny Depp as Gellert Grindelwald. Didn't even recognise him. Did you cut that out of last week's episode? I can't remember. Didn't even recognise him. No. And I knew he was in the film. Like I, I saw that was reported that he was on to play Grindelwald. And when he it was revealed that this is, oh, Grindelwald, it's like, doesn't look like Johnny Depp. But it is. Yeah. I, I just expected him to look like Jack Sparrow. In the Harry Potter lore, he's supposed to be like one of the baddest wizards of all time, one of the most evil, behind Voldemort only, apparently. Random, random Johnny Depp aside, did you see the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer? No. Yeah, it's apparently like darker. Other aside, yeah. while we're on films, did you see the Cars Three trailer? No. Like very bleak. Like the yeah. you know, green crashes and he's like dying. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit f- of a emotional crux. Probably not emotional. Those films terrible. A, bit of a, a left swerve or something. Because left turn. A, damn it's it's it! I should have said. Ah, damn it! It's NASCAR because they can only turn left. So yeah, that's Fantastic Beasts. I it's okay. Yeah. Solid. I didn't love it. You seem to like it a great deal more than I did. I think it's a nice Christmas movie. I think it does work at Christmas. It's yeah. nice for the period. Maybe my, the Christmas spirit enhanced my liking of it. Mm-hmm. But I just I like what I like about those films is and I don't know if you've noticed this here, when they do the kind of nice magical whimsy stuff like you know stuff working by magic it happens often in the background or it's like stuff you might not even notice. So I reckon if you watch this film a second time, you'll, you'll see stuff happening that you Just wouldn't have seen the first cup, time. Cups flying across the screen being with tea, filled with tea. Stuff like that, whatever you want to talk about. But really is a, it's a, a good solid start to the franchise. It makes me want to see more and it makes me slightly s- sad to think that for about another 10 years, they're going to be getting my money for the Harry Potter franchise. <laughs> 10 years, Ken? Come on. You think these films are going to be the end? No. There'll be like a Dumbledore spin-off trilogy with like old Dumbledore and young Dumbledore and then there'll be like Ron will get his own like sequel films the Ron Weasel the diaries and then there'll be and they'll, they'll go even deeper they'll like have a a Moaning Myrtle kind of Mean Girls style TV show spin-off for Netflix mm-hmm. so that you can go deeper into all of these characters and their deep backstories. Although I'm looking forward to see young Dumbledore because apparently Grindelwald and Dumbledore quite linked because they become buddies, and even Grindelwald convinces Dumbledore to you know join up and to basically try and overthrow the Muggles and establish the Wizarding World Order for the greater good. But Dumbledore is a nice guy. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's... Well, Dumbledore is never quite a nice guy. That's always the thing about Dumbledore. He's always he's kind of shadowy. He he's a shady guy. Exactly. So I think it'll be interesting to see him delve into his dark side, and just to see the, the universe expanded a bit more and. Who do you think is going to play him? I don't know. I don't know. It would be a bit obvious to have Jared Harris playing him. I, w- I would approve of that decision just because I think that's nice. And he's yeah. a very good actor. He is a very good actor. We saw Adelaide. He's the best part of Allied. Yeah. Just shouting at people and being cranky. Yeah. Stiff upper lip voice. Yeah. Quickly, Gary, we we'll just move on to the rest of the season. Yeah. The, 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 it's not a huge season, but there is some gigantic films. Like Rogue One is, is going to be huge. It's a Star Wars film. I'm sorry. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. That is the name of the film. <laughs> and that's, that's the one thing that bugged me about Fantastic Beasts in the promotion that they left behind in the film which I was happy to see that they couldn't even just be a Star Wars spin-off on its own they had to throw in that it's a, a Star Wars the, the, film it's like the Hunger Games thing where they slap the Hunger Games on or like they're, they're, I, I would wonder how well Fantastic Beasts did if they hid the Harry Potter connections if it's they just have. released this as a film about some 20s it's setting, in isn't it yeah some, some uh, whimsical 20s magical setting yeah. Which it could easily be. You could take the Harry Potter connotations out of there and it's, it easily operates on its own. But that doesn't sell as many tickets. And if you just call it Rogue One, that doesn't sell as many tickets. I, I'd like to do an experiment where you take like Fantastic Beasts and Star Wars Rogue One. And recut them. Not recut them, but like you test the audiences with the trailers laden with all the referencing the main franchise. And then you test the audiences removing all that and it's as favourably received? Probably not. Yeah. But who knows? But yeah, that's, that's the, the huge tin release that's out on December 16th. There's a, a glimpse of Darth Vader in the trailer. I have a feeling it's going to be a bit of a Jared Leto situation with the Joker. He's not going to be in as much as people are hoping. I don't know, we will say. He, he's, he might be the main villain. It's about the death. The film is about the Death Star. Death Star. Death Star. The death, the, I know, you know how me doing it. See, don't you mock me for stumbling over words when you can just as easily stumble over your own words. I have sworn off this film, but I probably, once again. Why I, have you sworn off it? I don't know, I just, I, I don't like what's her face. Who? Felicity Hoffman. Jones. No, Felicity, Felicity Hoffman is someone else. That's, uh. She was in Sports Night. Yeah. That's and It's weird that that's where I know Felicity Hoffman for. She was in Jurassic Park as well. Yeah. Which Jurassic Park was she in? Two? Two or three? Two or three. She was in Desperate Housewives as well. Uh, Moana which we will see in about an hour's time yes so, so we'll, we'll talk about that next week We'll talk about that next week uh, it's getting pretty favourable reviews people are calling this Disney's re- new renaissance they've kind of had a string of hits in recent years basically since people say Princess and the Frog I think that film is only okay But so it, I say Tangled I think I think it has the elements that brought, got it back on track though it kind yes. of went back to basics so it's weird because Oliver and Company isn't considered part of the first renaissance, mm-hmm. but it had a lot of the elements, like the it went back to musical, it's using existing property, it's starting using the, the the new technologies like the, the 3D sets and stuff like that. So it's a precursor. So I would say Princess and the Frog is a precursor, but the point is Disney's on a major role recently. Yes. They, they've had. I haven't seen Zootopia, actually, or Zootropolis, yeah. as it's known in this part of the world. One of my movies of the year, ago. We'll talk about this at the end of the year, but fantastic. I should probably watch it then. But Disney, uh, it's getting really great reviews. The one thing that bugs me is, like, The Rock character just sounds like The Rock. It doesn't sound like The Rock playing someone. God damn it, Dwayne. It's just like... At least try. The Rock. You know? <laughs> he's, he's always The Rock. He just, only ever plays The Rock. He's only just The Rock. But it's the second week in a row we've buried Dwayne. <laughs> there has been complaints from Polynesian cultures that they're appropriating the, the, the mythology and they're kind of twisting it and making it they're sanitising it for Hollywood and stuff like that (laughs) I'm looking forward to it yeah apparently there's a fun short with it as well Assassin's Creed is out on December 21st starring Michael Fassbender we talked about this last week Karen weren't you like Michael Fassbender's not playing the assassin and Michael Fassbender is playing the assassin that was a Ken fact that was a Ken fact the point is I saw the trailer last week when Mm -hmm. I went to see something Allied no it was before that Fantastic Beasts yes and like basically the whole thing is like this guy descended from these assassins. Yes. And it's set in the modern day and then mm-hmm. he puts on this Cerebro thing and is able to kind of tap into his memories of, of that time even though he was never there. Yeah. So he's able to connect himself to whoever was there. Sure. And I thought that was just like a Hollywood thing that they've written into the movie but uh, you've, you've told me since that that is actually the premise of the game. That That's the plot of the game. The, the plot of the game is this ridiculous thing about a, a shady company who goes back into the past but they're not going back into the past it's just memories or something. And yeah, it's... it's no. <laughs> I literally sat in the theatre going, oh, they've Hollywoodized it. I was like, oh, okay. That's That's, it. <laughs> that's just, just what the game's about. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass on this one. I'm, I'm going to think. Uh, I like Fastbender, I'll go see it. I'll probably watch it, but if, when it hits Netflix or, or TV. The, the next one is Gravity, the rom-com, or Civil Lion's Playbook, the sci-fi. Yeah. It's Passengers starring Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Where they're they're the last people on a space. Well, they're not the last people. They're the only people awake on a space space splice- space station that is potentially plummeting toward its tomb. And if to save it or whatever. Yeah, basically they're in cryogenic freeze and they wake up early. Yeah. And they're just wandering around. It's kind of like my analogy was The Shining mixed with Two Thousand One in space Odyssey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I I made silver lining playbooks and gravity references, but you know. Gravity is at fault for this, I think, Garrett, because with the success of Gravity, we've had a string of these films now. Some of them are very good. Interstellar is another one. Mm, yeah. The Martian was excellent. Tremendous. That. And, but and Arrival, which was out a couple of weeks ago, which is fantastic and people should go see it. Space is the new go-to franchise. Well, it's been the go-to franchise for a while now. Not franchise-made. Uh, well, I- idea, yeah, like Star Wars was yeah. space. <laughs> it it does tend to... to Pay dividends in terms of box office, yeah. Um, but it has mixed results for me in terms of the the output. But, uh, yeah, it's another one that I'll probably watch. I'll probably watch it on TV if I was actually bored and I had nothing else to watch. Well, it has Chris Pratt in it, though. Yeah, but Chris Pratt being serious though, he's not going to be serious. Serious though, he'll be goofing around like Chris Pratt does. This film has been touted for a while, and, and and a lot of people are are talking about it for the Oscars. La La Land. Never heard of it. It's starring. I think it's Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. You threw out an Emma that just leaves me more confused. Scarlett Johansson in it. One of those people. One of those young Hollywood people. It's out on December sixteenth. It's basically about old Hollywood. Yeah, it's a musical. I like musicals, so I'm all in on that. I do like musicals. I've sang a lot in this particular podcast. Yes, unless you edit it out like a jerk. No, I I enjoy your singing here. Good. Uh, I, I I don't know much about it, but I feel like it's one of those ones I'm going to see on an evening where I've got nothing else to do, but there's nothing in the cinema that I really want to see. But I was like, oh, that sounds like it would be all right. Yeah. Your next, next one is Office Christmas Party. Which I've written down here is Project X mixed with The Hangover with a dash of Christmas. That's literally one of the most unappealing film descriptions you could possibly concoct for me. It's actually the first film i this done on December 9th. I hate all party things. Yeah. Which I think is a reflection of who I am. But any time a television show shows me like... And it's particularly like MTV shows, which I watch far too much of. But mm-hmm. like trendy teen parties with loud music and people dancing. I'm like, ugh, I'd rather be anywhere else. You're so curmudgeonly here. Right? I am curmudgeonly. I hate people. I don't hate people. I, 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 I hate people. This one stars TJ Miller, Patrick Bateman. Oh, TJ Miller is in all of these. Patrick Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. It, I think it might be despite the same guy made that made Horrible Bosses because two of those people were in Horrible Bosses. TJ Miller. I think the only thing I liked TJ Miller in was Big Hero 6. Yeah, it's because you can't see his face. It? <laughs> the it's last a hard pass. It's something I might watch next Christmas. Of having... No, I'll never watch it. It's terrible. Last one is, is Sing by Illumination Entertainment who made Despicable Me and Minions. 100%. And that film about talking animals earlier this year. Talking animals? The one Pets? Secret so, Life of Pets. Yes. Okay. They made that too. Pretty good. Pretty good pedigree recently. Is it going to be another Minions film? Is it going to be like annoying and like omnipresent in culture for a while? It's well, about animals and there's a singing competition, kind of like The X Factor. Okay. It's I out like on December twenty first. Who's going to win The X Factor? I, I haven't watch any of it. The Boy Bands. Twelve after midnight. Something like that. Yeah. They, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it looks fun to try. It has popular music in it. That's usually a bad sign for an animation. Usually, but I don't know, the trailer looks a bit fun. Like, there's a a gorilla in it played by, I think, it sounds like Idris Elba, but it might be just me being racist. That's probably me being racist. Yeah, but it's one of those, again, you know, of an evening, if you're kind of bored, why not check it out? If you're bringing your kids to the cinema over the Christmas period, your choices are slim, so... Thing would be a picket-the-bunch there. Go see Moana instead, or Star Wars. Moana and Star Wars. Take your kids Wars. to Star Wars. Yeah, why not? Like, of these films, I'll go see Star Wars, Moana, Assassin's Creed, and probably Passengers. For me, I will see Star Wars in protest. Moana, probably. in protest? Because I hate what's-her-face. <laughs> and I feel like it's a cynical cash-in. I'm, I'm trying to be a hipster. Okay. I'm going to see Moana, obviously. We're going to see that tonight. We'll probably go see Assassin's Creed together, so I'm not going to rule that out. Passenger sounds like something my friends would want to see, so I'll probably see that. I'll check it. I, that sounds really bad, but I'm, except Office Christmas Party, I could see myself seeing all these films just because I go to the cinema so often. Well, what else would you be doing? Yeah, sure. I don't drink, so this is my my alcohol. This is my version of partying. I sad as that sound. <laughs> what movies are you dying to see this Christmas, and which ones are you going to give a pass? It's my news voice again. Pascal Sheehy. Most people don't know who Pascal Sheehy is. Yeah, so they should probably stop mentioning him. If you listen from outside of Ireland, even probably some people, if you listen from within Ireland, you don't know who Pascal Sheehy is. <laughs> yeah, people don't watch the news. They get their news off Facebook and Twitter. And it's always wrong. Well, poor Facebook. Speaking of which, you can reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash twskk. Or, if you prefer, you can drop us a tweet at twskk. Did I read that weird? A little bit, a lot, a bit weird. All right. Yeah, yeah, just go with it. Grace your weird, Ken. I've been trying to suppress it for all this time. It's just rushing out of me at this point. It's like the the goop that rushes out of your man in, in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, that's about right. We'll be right back after one final break to close out the show with details on next week's show. So stay with us you're listening to the weekend show podcast with ken kidney download a new episode every saturday at soundcloud.com slash twskk or find us on itunes okay muggles that's our show for another week thank you as always for taking the time to click play or download on our podcast you can find a new episode every week at some stage hopefully saturday although sometimes monday at soundcloud.com forward slash twskk the latest episode of Podcast of the Week, starring our very own guy on Robbie Fox, is streaming as we speak, so check that out. And also, another brand new podcast, The Classified, a comedic odyssey into the never ending of it, starring me, myself, and I, is making its long awaited debut on Wednesday, December 14th, so keep an eye out for those. You promised us time. Fingers crossed. The way you said me there it reminded me of like James Roday from Psych. Me! 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 me. Be sure to bookmark the link or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss any of the podcasts on the TWS network. Speaking of which, if you want to give us an early Christmas present, you can review us on iTunes. If you do, we can get you on the nice like list. No questions asked. We, we have those. We can follow those guys trains. Yeah, Santa is like this with us. We have his phone number on the street. That if you want to reach out to us on social media, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. And where can I find us on Twitter? At TWSKK. Next week, we bring you our 2016 Christmas gift guide. So be sure to tune in for that. It's going to be great. You're gonna, if you're like, what do I get my friends for Christmas? It's only two weeks left. we got you covered. We're just going to read the A.B. Go love one. We were brought to you this week by our sponsor, The Empire, who want to invite you to be annihilated by their brand new Death Star, coming December 2016. Not paid for by Disney. As I'm sure you're aware, our theme music is by the very talented Mr. John. And until next week, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.